Shut up and sit down. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Red Tooth Haunted Outdoors. Tonight we talk about a log cabin just outside of Orangeville, Ontario, which has its own creepy and spooky tale. The old cabin of the area's best bone setter was rented to many tenants, but none would stay there for very long. The ghost is still in it. Strange noises have been heard by different people in the haunted house. Three knocks is the spirit's password. These headlines recorded in the March 7th, 1895 Orangeville Sun described the interesting and perplexing events that took place in an abandoned cabin just west of Camellia earlier that year. No one could explain the unusual goings on in the old log house that once belonged to Dr. Frank. He and his family lived on Lot 16 Concession 2. He was known as a first-rate physician and the best bone center, bone setter in that part of Dufferin County. His son Thomas was also a physician. Both doctors and the rest of the family lived in the cabin until early 1890s. It was abandoned and remained empty until 1894 when it was rented out by the current property owner. That's when the strange and ghostly events began. The old cabin was rented to many different tenants in the past year, but no one would stay in the house very long. There were complaints about strange noises coming from the attic, disturbing their sleep and disrupt, disrupting their family life. Adam Glover, a woodcutter by trade, was engaged to cut some wood on the Hewitt's property near the cabin, which was offered rent-free by the owner. Adam and his wife moved to the old cabin December 1894, with intentions to stay until April 1st. They would move back to Orangeville. Beside the Glovers, there were four other men in the house, all engaged to help take out lumber. Soon after the Glovers and the workers had moved in, they began hearing strange taps, raps, and other noises in the cabin, but attributed them to the old logs heaving and contracting during the frosty winter nights. Then one night, Glover was waiting up late for some additional workers to arrive from Orangeville to help with his woodcutting business. He gave up and retired. Around 1 a.m., he woke to a thunderous knocking at the door. He thought it was his workmen finally arriving. But before he could reach the door to the small shed leading to the front door, another loud knock occurred, and then the door opened and closed of its own violation, as if someone had just entered the cabin. From that night on, noises were heard every evening, often accompanied by heavy footsteps tramping back and forth across the attic floor. Strange entities were also seen near the cabin, including a strange three-pronged light shining through the window at the foot of the Glover's bed, and a ball of fire outside the front door of the cabin, which witnesses reported surrounded the house and then rose slowly above it. The noises worsened each night, and there was no sleep to be had. 
When the Glovers decided to prepare a midnight snack, three hard knocks rattled their dishes. Later, chairs and beds were tossed around by an invisible intruder, who made such a disturbance that the whitewash on the cabin ceiling came flaking down. After hearing of several such complaints from departing tenants, the Orangeville Sun dispatched reporters to the scene. They were met by the Glovers, who insisted them in a thorough search of the property. The investigators poked into various small cubicles and in other rooms upstairs. No space large enough to hide a jokester could be found. Now, here's where the story kind of takes a turn. The reports differ. Some say they were in the attic spread out like a buffet, while others say they were tucked inside a bag in the shed that led to the cabin's outside door. Either way, it was a gruesome find for the intrepid investigators. A selection of human bones, amputations and old medicine bottles. Whether it was Dr. Frame, the bone setter, or Dr. Thomas Frame, the younger, we'll never know. But someone had been studying anatomy and keeping the specimens. Now the question was, what was to be done with their old specimens? The decision was, be, was made to remove the bones and decently intern them in the local graveyard. The bones were care, carefully gathered up with no stray bits left behind and carted off to the cemetery where they were buried. Once that was done, the strange noises in the house stopped and were not reported since. It's over. Time for a cold snack. <laughs>